Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday, such as it is. Kind of dreary, but we'll try to brighten it up. The Lorian Julia Show, my talk partner, seven one everything entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, Lori is back from Hollyweird. She's back. Hollyweird, Hollyweird. And you know what, Joy? I stayed in another part of town we haven't stayed in. Okay, the and? east side of of Hollywood. Yes. So down by the Scientology Celebrity Center yes. and Paramount Pictures and and the cousins and the cousins. <laughs> and a mile behind us is uh, Universal Studios and the Warner Brother lot. And six blocks away is Paramount Pictures. And I mean, brand the, new. This Best Western we stayed at. Okay. Has the most happening bar and coffee shop. We've the coffee there. shop, you and I had been there before. Mm-hmm. It's open um, 22 out of 20, or excuse me, uh, uh, 20 out of 24 hours. They do so much movie business. I mean, you will see somebody there. Right. The bar, which is called Mini Bar, it's just tiny. Yeah. Went there three nights in a row, uh, late, late night. You know, I, uh, Wednesday night we flew in mm-hmm. and I made your brother do what I make you do. But go instead of going to Dent, yeah, go out when we get in. Oh, but we just had to so go mean. to this happening bar in this Best Western. There was an actor from Scandal. Don't ask me what his name was. Then we met this other guy who was. Don't ask me what, don't his, ask name. Me what his name was. But anyway, it's just a fun, fun bar that's open till two in the morning. Well, that's fun because so many things close around there. Yeah, I know. So, anyway, it was it was just you know it was like perfect. We kind of just did the beach in Hollywood. We went to Carpinteria. So you you got to experience summer. It was ninety degrees yesterday. It cooled off to eighty five. Went up to did the I know did the Griffith Park Observatory walk and then drove over over to the old LA Zoo, which is. Apparently, okay, so you know how, like, remember when Como and or the Delusu, remember when they had cages? Ter- yes. Mm-hmm. Tiny enclosures to yeah. see animals yeah. in very, very small yeah. enclosures. So before. the old LA Zoo was built in the 20s, and they just abandoned it in Griffith Park. And it's the part of Griffith Park where you take the trail rides to the Hollywood sign, or they've got the pony rides and the carousel. I've not been It's not that over way. where the observatory right. is. It's on the other side. So in 1965, they built a new zoo and they just left all the cages and dens and enclosures. And so you can just hike around. Weird. Yeah, it was kind of, it was weird, but lots of people having picnics and we Uh saw people doing fancy photo shoots and fancy clothes. Because you know? why not be in a lion's den when you can? Mm -hmm. It's just a unique location in this urban 
jungle that is Los Angeles, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, we just, you know, went to the beach, went to Malibu one day, spent the day in Carpinteria, saw the cousins, went to jazz in Culver City, went out to eat, went out to eat, went out to eat. Elvis is everywhere. I found him everywhere in Hollywood at he, our hotel. He is everywhere. Everywhere. But Barney's Beanery he was in the bathroom. What? Marilyn, Elvis. <laughs> well, and- what did you get today when you got back to work? Because Sonia came by with that gift last week for you, and she's like, "No, I got to give her these." Yeah, the Elvis Presley, uh, you know, stamps, memorial stamps. Oh, stamps that just yeah. came out. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Elvis follows. Elvis you. is following me from uh, Hollywood, but it it was just it was. I, t- I love L.A. So do I. I love so do go- I. That is and like that, a good trip. Right. You know that we haven't got above 80 or even reached 80 in so long. They're threatening maybe we'll go to 80 degrees this week. Oh, I hope so. That'd be oh, nice. Oh, yeah. No, we, Was it not nice here this weekend, you guys? Uh, yeah. Uh, Yesterday was misting all day. Yeah. Saturday was kind of kind of nice, yeah, I think. Was okay. Saturday was kind of nice. Yeah. Might see 80, maybe it, it, yeah it felt We've, good to get to warm because we really never even had a warm august let's be real people. no i was thinking when i was walking <laughs> into work today wearing jeans like you know it used to freak me out to close my toes at the end of the summer and wear <laughs> shoes you've been wearing closer shoes, shoes all summer we have been yeah so but what else can i tell you uh about what was going on in la well gee traffic I, was horrendous was it really oh, like more so than usual I they've they finished you got one to drive. yeah they finish one thing to start another let's just be glad that I kind of know I kind of know my way going through mm-hmm. town you know I hope you just remember that and are the driver when we go Julia I have been mm-hmm. the driver that you've fallen off your driving Thank legs God. you're completely off the rails in that tone I don't yeah, yeah. I did get to Beverly Hills uh, I made Casey sit in the illegally parked car while I dashed into Parvana uh huh and uh, which is a Beautiful you makeup know, store next to La Blanca. Villa Blanca. I uh, uh, chatted with our gal who owns it if Lisa's been in. And she said, yes, just for the eyelashes, though. She's very busy running Vegas and the other restaurants. Lisa Vanderpump. I said yeah. she never gossiped with you about Beverly Hills. And she said, no, we don't gossip. And I, right. bought, I bought us something. What'd you buy us? Well, Parvana, I knew that they would know about it. I said, tell okay. me. What the Hollywood ladies who haven't had plastic surgery on their faces, what do they get? She goes, oh, I got the thing for you. Is it for the neck? It's the secret lift. It's the instant face, eye, neck, and jaw lift. It involves string and tape. And this sucker cost me $21. (laughs) But I know she showed me and she told me. People who use, yes, she says this works, and then she kind of showed me one. Because there's what happens, and this is what <laughs> this is what uh, Sharon um, Osborne Osborne is talking about today. Because she's de- she debuted her new face, and she's dealt with the jowls in the neck. Yeah, and it's just natural as women age. Your jowls get jowly, well, and your neck for gets everybody. Necky. Yeah, right? for everybody. So. Is this, I mean, Lori, you have to try it. Uh, Thank you. Uh, my sister has been using the I'm secret I'm scared lift. of putting. It's just tape and stuff that you wind through your hair. We're going to have to <sighs> have a date, Julia, to figure this out. But my sister showed me how she Once does it. Once you feel comfortable with the positioning of the tape, tape. in front or behind your ears. <laughs> Oh, depending on the so facelift you wish to achieve. <laughs> oh my God! But Take- there are these little, 
these little strings and you can reuse them. This has been around forever. It has been around. It's like the frownies. But she said, oh yeah, my ladies who don't, I haven't had plastic surgery. She because you know, some of them. I said, yeah, I know. Beverly Hills face. Um, I said, but you know, she said, this is what, this is what they, you attach We're these gonna clips. We're going to have to do before and after we Instagram. Really yeah, yeah, we really yes. are, because it doesn't really show and tell. But my sister has been like, I said, God, you looked really great in these pictures. She yeah. was at this wedding. It's not the mean sister, my younger sister. And she said, <laughs> yeah. uh, just by I the way. I love how we <laughs> well, you have to differentiate. Into yeah. different compartments. <laughs> yeah. You know who. Yeah, my, my mean sister uh-huh. has the face that she probably deserves. And uh, did I just say that? Yes, yep. I did. And uh, anyway, and she goes, oh, I'm wearing the secret lift. And I didn't want to order it online because I wanted to buy in a store. Yes, thank you. And I knew if anyone would know about the secret face because she sells the frownies. Oh yeah, and those have been around forever. They used to sell those at Herberger's. I mean, we used to. Yeah, those have I, been forever. Yeah, but anyway. But I'm all right. We're gonna have to do. So a we're test gonna have on to these. try these. Yeah, for sure. They've got ladies on the front who are now. These ladies that are on the front are a good. You know, we're gonna try these during Project Down and Dirty. Okay, there's. We've got forty. We can lift our face forty times Perfect. with the apparatus. Wow. Yeah, Donnie. I if you look at twenty-one dollars times 40, forty times, this is a yeah, deal. This is a deal and a half. It's less than a dollar. It's fifty <laughs> cents a lift. I absolutely love it. No, I'm dying to know what this is like. I know. I have been wanting have to, to get this. You have to do it really tight to be comfortable. Ugh. But it pulls back with the hair, these little clips. My sister showed me. She wore them out in Duluth uh, for Grandma's Oh, marathon. she did? Oh, yeah. Does, is it all the difference in the world and Cherry? Uh, yeah. I didn't mention the name, did I? No. Y- yeah. Oh. I mean, it makes a remarkable difference. Really? Yeah. So we don't have to wear turtlenecks like, our whole life. She's like, I'm, I'm never going to have money for a face left. And so she said, I'm glad she's I discovered used these. She's <laughs> and all the different angles, depending on what effect we really want. I absolutely oh, love this. Right. Thank you, honey. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. And it was a once in a lifetime thing that Julia and just a few other people in the Twin Cities got experience. We'll be right back. Yes, that's Sting you're hearing. And last night I was one of um, 150 people that got to go and see Sting perform. Um, we had a Brad earlier in the summer that Sting is bringing his play, The Last Ship, here next April, his Broadway play. And so there was a private gathering last night. This is the one I was invited you to, were but invited. didn't know when it was. Right. I thought it was next weekend, Lori. Ah. So I had to call Lori, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's this weekend. I'm like, well, it's bring a worthy friend and and i had told a friend about it my friend lisa and she's like i love sting more than anything how come you get to go do everything fine <laughs> and i'm like well okay yeah. and it was just like i thought all right you can yeah. come pretend you're the producer yeah um so anyway it was at the ordway last night and there were some you know patrons and um some you media know, media and it was really a small group of people Lori, and so sting's the producer of the show comes out. John at, Bream says 150 people, yeah. according to his story. Yeah, that was, wow. Yeah, it only, the people That's said. It's like a and, private party. It was. Yeah. And, you know, in the concert hall next to the big theater mm-hmm. where we've seen other things, they only fit, they were from A to G in oh. the center section. Wow. So, got to sit on the sides. And so, it was like, you know, really, really cool. So, the producer comes out and is talking about how talented Sting is and how, you know, Sting mentioned that um 
having he really wanted to tell this story of his hometown where they used to build these big ships and when he grew up there all he wanted to do was get out of there mm-hmm. and go and be anything yeah and the conflicts that were going on because the identity of the town was building ships mm-hmm. and so he um in 2003 you know was kind of the last time he did an album and he was inspired to write to do this play based on his hometown and it's a musical slash play with a big heart. He's so, he's, he's like so talented. My he God. is. So I was thinking we were going to a small Prince. It's not Prince. Um, excuse me, sting concert. So yeah. I listened to sting all day yesterday uh-huh. to get ready. Yeah. Of course he's only doing the music from the last ship <laughs> and telling the story, but I had all these other ideas oh, wow. and I'm my friends like, what are you wearing? I said, Oh, I've got on my Viking shirt and I'll put on a blazer. She goes, really? You're meeting sting. And I said, well, I know it's Sunday though. It's the Vikings. It's the yeah. first game. Right. So, um, very intimate storytelling and playing the beautiful music. So and did, was there Q and A? Was there like a yes. moderator? So afterwards, so he just kind of told the story about s- the making of the play. Because is it coming to the Ordway? It's coming next to the Ordway year? next April. I think it did play on Broadway. For it did a play time. on Broadway. Yeah. It's played. It's it. Did its first run in Chicago. It's um, then gone back and been reworked in London. And so here is just a little bit of the music. It's kind of like you, <laughs> you know, call it a chanty or a shanty. <laughs> shanty. And then the, we have a sm- we have another clip, but I only had like nine seconds okay. of it. How long did he perform? Forty minutes. Okay. It was a forty minute oh, deal. It was well. longer than I thought it would be. But he told this great story that in 1959, the Queen Mother was going to visit his town, coming to visit his town, and how everyone was dressed in their Sunday best, and mm. he lived like right across the street from the shipyard. And his dad was an engineer and a milkman, and his mother was, I think, a beautician. But everybody worked at the shipyard. This was the meaning of the town. It would remind me what a coal town would be like, or the iron ore, you know what I mean, up on the range. And he said, he's all dressed up, and they've got the British flags, and it's just this big hullabaloo. But when the Queen Mary drove down in her Rolls Royce, she caught, she looked at him, and they caught eyes. And he said, at that very moment, I knew I didn't belong here. I was made for something bigger. Oh, that's and he was sweet. just yeah. a young kid. Cool. And so he said there was a lot of conflict. My dad wanted me to do this. You know, we know that he was a teacher. He did yeah. go to a different type of school. He was a teacher. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And then he quit his job teaching. Yeah, they're probably like, what? You're not going to have a pension? Exactly. And that was the big yeah. thing. So um, here's... So when it um, got to be my turn, because you have... The press, the people with deadlines got to go first. Oh, okay. So, so John Breen. we all were brought back to a green room and John Breen Ross Baylor went first. And then did they talk one-on-one or did you guys get to hear their answers? I didn't hear them at okay. all because they'd go out on the stage and talk mm-hmm. to Sting who had, I couldn't stop laughing because he had a bottle of Voss water. Remember when mm-hmm. we bought the first bottle of Voss yeah. in Las Vegas yeah. and it was $12? Yeah. Really. That was like 10 years ago. Right. They're probably 26 now. Yeah, <laughs> I just laughed so hard, but it's recyclable. Oh, yeah. And um, so they went out and then the TV people went out and um, the cute gal that works with uh, Jason on her show was there. Um, Kendall, she's starling and met people from other stations and that was kind of fun. And then it was the radio and it was me, the current and WDGY. And so they all decided that I should go first. Yeah. And I thought we were going to have five minutes alone, you know, but by the time I got out there, of course, everyone goes over their time and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know how things work out. Yeah. And suddenly I get out there. We don't have much time to hurry, you know. Yeah. So I'm all nervous because I wanted to be delightful and charming. Of course. So I, the first question I asked him is because he talked so much about wanting to get away from this town. You know, why did he want to make this story about it? And it's I also turned a story the... I needed to tell. I, I needed to honor the community mm-hmm. I came from, to tell their story in the best way I can. I took it I took it back. The first uh, workshop I did in the town. Oh, you did? Okay. And some shipyard workers came, and they, they gave me permission to carry on. That's awesome. So I feel I've done them justice. I feel like, and, you know, I want as many people to see this play as possible. And it seems to be working. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy. Good for you. All right. I know I, like, have two questions. Okay, so when you take the show when it comes to St. Paul next spring, are you going to cast local, or how is that going to work no, out? No, it's actually the, the original British cast. Okay, the tour Britain, we'll be touring with um, you. Last year. Um, but then as it, if it carries on, we, I think we'll bring more people into it. But it's a, it's a, it's solidly British cast. Okay. Yeah. I know your dad passed away a long time ago. Do, how would you feel like he'd feel about this play? He's with me on stage every night. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm playing him to a certain extent. You know, a lot of, a lot of his stuff just unconsciously is there. So he's with me. Julie, I and, thought you did very well. well Those and, are two good questions. Well, and when I went out there, I had on my Minnesota Vikings shirt with a blazer over it, my T-shirt, and he goes... Minnesota Vikings and I said yes do you like football not really not really <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it was kind of funny and then I asked this one question that my friend made me ask Lisa uh-huh. and she's knows the catalog of the police yeah. and sing more than I do and she said ask him who's the mother in the song about mother because it's such a weird song I want to know who it's about so I said my friend's making me ask me this yeah. one and he said I don't know I didn't write that song <laughs> nope <laughs> Lisa, and then I, you know, I get a photo with him, and then um, at the very end, they let my friend get a photo with him, and um, that was kind of sweet, but he did tell a really good story, and he's trying to take it to towns that have been really affected when the work has gone overseas, and he's taken it to Detroit, and he was in Toronto, and he talks about when he was in Toronto, the GM plant there asked him to come and kind of do the show for the yeah. people well it caused such a stir in the media and the plant was going to be moving 
big part of the production in Mexico, yeah. they ended up not doing it. So he Amazing. said how yeah. powerful that is. Yeah, and so, cool. you guys, you're going to want to see it. Sting's going to be in it every night. He stars in it. That's amazing. And he's singing. Well, you were burying the lead there. I didn't know that. He stars in the <laughs> show. And he's going to be here next April. And he's gorgeous, still, flat, washboard stomach. Oh. And... Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday. Uh, just to finish up with your Sting thing, yes. Julia. Yes. I don't know what Ross Rayla from the Pioneer Press talked to him about, but John Bream had this. He asked him about meeting Prince. Yes. And he said, Sting recalled meeting the purple one twice. Once when uh, Prince complimented Sting backstage after a performance at the Academy Awards. Okay. Mm-hmm. And again, when Sting sat in on bass with... The remarkably talented man, that's what Sting said, mm. in London on a version of the Rolling Stones' Miss You. Which is a great song. Right. He also had vivid memories of the police gig at the Longhorn in 1979. He said, that's where I met Vinnie Kulotia. He was playing with the Yellow Jackets next door, Sting said, referring to his drummer since 1990. I remember clubs better than I remember stadiums. Clubs, I remember every detail. So he that's remembers the cool. Longhorn. Yeah. So that's kind of and a he, cool thing. He was very kind and he was charming. I mean, yeah. he. Well, namaste. I just think I of mean, him as being totally. such a Zen guy. I wanted to ask about tantric sex. I wanted to say, what is the one question you're so sick of people yeah. asking you? I wanted to ask yeah. him about how much, you know. Well, I maybe a, there will be another opportunity to talk to him because. He was delightful, Lori. Because Laurie. they might need to have. No. Help sell tickets? I don't no. think. I think, think so. No. He's in it every night. It's going to sell out. It's a good story. The music, that you you didn't hear. It. I mean, some yeah. of the other songs were more. Um, it's a lot. It's part love story, too, yeah. because this man. But what I'm saying, Julie, oh. the point that you're missing is that people buy tickets for shows because they know the show. They know the right. music. It's a much harder thing. That's true. Yeah, to say, oh, well, Sting yes. is in it every night. But, you know, it's not the it's, it's an not original new thing yeah. and new music. Yeah. So to get people outside, that's of, why I believe he had that thing last night. I, I, I know, but I'm just saying yeah. he's. I, Maybe he we'll might have, have another to chance. do it again. Is what I'm saying yeah, because the tic- April's a long time away, a long way away, and the regular people aren't thinking about that. Right. You know. Well, so I was maybe, trying to get you to think about it. I know. Obviously, you I wasn't did. successful. Uh, no, you no, got you us did. to think about it, but I'm thinking Sting is going to need to do a few more interviews. I think. I think he would have died if you met both of us. Yeah. Though. Well, let's. See if he'll remember you. I think the Viking shirt was a good idea. Do you? Okay. Well, let me tell you. I mean, Casey yesterday. Well, so. where did you guys find to watch the Vikings in L.A.? Well, Vikings weren't on in L.A. You know, that's like every 10th game. You know, that's no, West Coast. No, we saw them. Remember, we went to the Viking bar before the Sega Awards? One time. Oh, and that playoffs. was playoffs. <laughs> uh, but normally, no, no it's no, West Coast yeah. teams that you're seeing right. play. So Casey was getting the update from his son on his phone and then watching the Rams play. Yeah. And um, and then, you know, we went out to brunch. Oh, God, we went to a great place. Anyway, go to brunch and then we go, 
finally, you know, the L.A. airport is as big of a zoo as Minneapolis. They're doing construction there, too. Yeah. Give yourself an extra half hour at that airport, too, especially if you're doing the, I mean, they're dropping people off for uh, departures down on arrivals. Oh. And then you're having to schlep upstairs. I'm just saying there's... They're trying to make the airports more efficient. Give yeah. yourself another half hour of time. So we get there. We did get there with plenty of time. And it's so uh, crazy because you've got, I think it was the Cardinal Green Bay game on one it, side they at didn't the bar. Play Green Bay. Okay, or whoever they played. Yeah. It was Detroit. Detroit, mm-hmm. thank you. They had that football game on. And then on the other big screen, because, you know, at Delta out at LAX, you know, it's those pods. Oh, yeah. But that's because they can get more planes in. But yeah. so they're like pods. It's weird, cramped. But the other big screen, U.S. Open. Oh, yeah. Oh, that thing. I, oh, my gosh. More people started moving over to the U.S. Open. I mean, yes, people had their eye on the football game, mm-hmm. but it was enough of a score. And it was just like people were just like, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Well, it was five sets. and it. The, We've got some oh, audio. Okay. We've got some audio uh, from GMA, from our tennis guy who loves tennis as much as you do, Julia. A grueling five-set, four-hour, 50-minute drama-filled classic in front of a packed Arthur Ashe Stadium that ended with an exhausted and tearful 33-year-old Rafa Nadal, the U.S. Open men's champion. For the first two hours, Nadal was having his way with Daniil Medvedev, the fifth seed in the tournament, and at age 23, the youngest finalist in nine years. But just as Nadal appeared to be marching to victory in three straight sets, Medvedev came alive, switched his playing style, turned the match into a nail-biter and a marathon, and making Nadal fight for his now 19th major title. It had been uh, one of the most emotional nights in, in my tennis career. Emotions high on Saturday as well when Serena Williams took the court and the women's final against Bianca Andreescu. Williams was aiming for history to win her 24th Grand Slam title, but even with an entire stadium behind her and the Duchess of Sussex cheering her on, Williams struggled against the 19-year-old Canadian. But even an incredible comeback in the second set wasn't enough to overcome one of the tour's toughest up-and-comers who was playing in her first Grand Slam final. It, it was an incredible tennis out there. I wish I could have played better, but I'm, if anyone could win this tournament outside of Venus, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy it's Bianca. It was really that that Bianca. So it became it got better. The U.S. Open, the ending. Oh, the ending was yeah, great. Finally. I mean, Serena's the first set was Serena and Bianca. It was terrible. Serena just didn't have it. She couldn't get a first serve in. But the second, did she look? Did she look slow? No, she just wasn't playing right. Yeah, I mean, when you can't shot. get your serves yeah. in, yeah, and you yeah, can't yeah. a lot of double faults. Just it, tons. Yeah. It was just not Serena. But the second set, she was down like. Way four to um four to yeah. nothing, and she came back and won five games in a row and tied it up then five five. Um, but when she played those, it took up so much energy to come back from yeah. such a default that right. I would think it was really hard. Yeah. But it, well, she, this Russian kid, oh, he's amazing. I mean, he was the one last week that he was like the crowds were booing him, they and were, then yesterday yeah. they were cheering him yeah. on. And well, that's because no were... one wants it to end because it looked like Nadal was going to finish it in three. Well, and I think a guy next to me looked up. He said someone hasn't come back from two sets down 
and he was yeah, like since tough. 1949. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like some kind of incredible thing. He said it's so unusual. So did you watch it, Julia? The I, men's final. I, I watched it I up did. to the fifth, and then we got on the plane. I, I was just wondering. You're the tennis expert here on the program. What do they mean by he changed his playing style? Who? Medvedev. Medvedev. Well, Medvedev. He, he just picked it up a beat. You know, he seemed like he was more um, just accepting the play, what Nadal would dictate. And then he became more aggressive. I mean, the drop shots that these guys are doing from back at the end yeah. of the baseline that just go right over the net and just die. Well, Twitter was very funny about the med. The, I'll just too- call him the Russian because they kept saying, one guy, uh, the tweet was, Medvedev yeah. <laughs> is the slow, is the fastest looking tired person I've ever seen play tennis. He's unbelievable. He's so tall, but he can get to those balls. He's he, lanky. He doesn't look like he could even hit a tennis ball. Yes. He's so skinny. Yes. And it really, and Nadal, I mean, he had to dig deep, but I was so glad he won. That guy, he's a machine. Well, the big three, Nadal, Djokovic, and Roger, Roger Federer, they've won 54 of the past 64 slam yeah, we, titles. We, we need new blood. No, we don't. Okay. <laughs> no, I was very, no, you know what? Well, because then it it's really been fun because we've had the same people for so long. I kind of, quite frankly, have loved it. Because you get to well, know here's what Nadal and- said. We don't need to hold this era anymore. We have been here for 15 years. At some point, sooner or later, this is going to end. I'm 33. Novak is 32. Roger's 38. And Roger, kind of his back and neck gave out on him, yeah. um, which was a bummer. I mean, it is going to end, but we don't have any... Yeah. Well, maybe this Medved. And mean, there's so many young... to like him after hating him. He got booed and then he, he got cheered. I like, there's a lot of up-and-coming U.S. women. How about the Bianca? She was on everything this morning. She's Canadian. She was on everything this morning. Mm -hmm. She's darling. But I like, there's a lot of U.S. players that I think, women, that I think are really going to be entering in. And Serena, damn. I mean, I don't know how they do it. I I don't know how they do it. If she wants to get to her magic 24 and Nadal, you know, he's going to get to 20. It doesn't seem. He he needs one more to catch up with Roger. Because he always wins the next Open that's coming up, whatever that is. Australian. Well, he wins the French. He wins the French. French. Most of his wins have been in the French. Oh, okay. But maybe Serena needs a new coach. (gasps) Oh, wow. She needs an overhaul. This is her fourth loss. But Lori, I'm going to tell you something Since about her body. Becoming a mother, okay. So what I'm saying is that maybe how she old needs, is she? Uh, she's 36, 36, 36, 37. Yeah, um, it's old for tennis. I mean, she fought. She fought mostly with herself, according to what I've read about it. Is that you know she was like almost crying at herself at the. She gets the, emotional. Oh, yeah, it didn't bug me like last year because she was respectful. And she, I know she's loyal, but I think she should fire Patrick and bring in some new people. You just read that off a sheet of paper your no. brother sent you. <laughs> no, I just no. watched you read that no. off a sheet. The one thing I will say about Serena, though, that I did notice in this tournament, I mean, she's been bogged down by health issues, a knee, a back, some different, an ankle. When that stuff goes, you're screwed. John McEnroe speculated Julia at the Australia Open. He wondered aloud... Why Serena doesn't fire her coach? He said, I know you're loyal, but why doesn't she fire him? Because whatever she's doing isn't working. Mm. Well, that is a true statement in its own way. I mean, she gets to the finals and everything. But her fourth loss in a final in two years. 
or a year I, and a but half. But I will. I, in in I would fire him. Every, I'd fire him. I'd blame him. <laughs> would you? Of oh, course you would. Person. But it's yes. such a partnership. I mean, but 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 whatever. She used to date him too, if you remember. All the remember? more reason he should be fired. Oh jeez, it's distracting. She's got her Ohanian <laughs> she, hot man in the stands, and Megas Megan Markle in her cute J Crew denim shirt waisted dress. Did that sell out or what? I'm, sure I'm asking you. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Well, I want to just go back to Serena. Yeah, okay, for a minute. She physically wasn't there. This is the first time I saw her be there physically. Julia, we've had this discussion at Wimbledon, <laughs> French Open. All right, well, maybe she will. We, she, Apparently. the way she's training is the same old way she's training. She's just doing the same old thing. She needs a new coach. Oh, gosh. All right. Okay, well, I'm here. glad you're not sick of I me. Mean, no, I don't <laughs> feel that way about you. I'm just, I'm just, you know... Uh, it's like I'm just reading it off a sheet of paper. No, I'm not reading off a sheet of paper, but it's been wondered and speculated about yeah. by the analysts. But the problem is her coach was part of the analyst team the entire US Open, so no one could say that out loud. No, this way uh, yeah, but it Because mean, he's there it, on everything. It would be speculated about if you think of Serena Williams as a, like a team. I mean, you know, like a, Well, her I coach is kind of taking yes. on Goff under his wing. Oh, let him have her all the way and get me somebody new who knows some other things, some uh, Pilates lengthening, mental namaste, whatever, something else besides all the push ups she's doing that Patrick is making her do (laughs) and practicing her ground game. (laughs) Okay, then. That's our analysis. You know, and don't blame Meghan Markle. She is not a jinx. The British papers are shameless. They're so They found out Prince Andrew had that pervert Jeff Epstein at his daughter's 18th birthday party that was a masquerade party. And they knew that the FBI had opened an investigation into it. And he still invites where all these underage girls are going to be. And they're clutching their pearls that Meghan hired a publicist, and went to the U.S. Open to jinx her friend Serena, and there you got the old perverted prince. I'm telling you. He's hired, he's looking at hiring her same, not her same, a reputation management company. Well, he needs one. You know why? Ronan Farrow, the story he did that got the MIT professor who was associated with Epstein Joy resigning. Edo resigned this morning. You're bouncing around from stories and people yeah, in the I car know, try to, to follow. follow well, just follow along. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up in a bow. There's a right lot now. of money do. donated to MIT. Ronan Farrow wrote that piece about this MIT guy. Joy Ronan Farrow wrote the, you know, the Harvey Weinstein, yes. the Matt La- blah, blah. I think Ronan is doing a Prince Andrew story. There's so much scandalous, dirty dirt going on with that, that they, I mean, they're desperate to blame it all on Meghan Markle, and all she and Harry are trying to do is just live their life. I know. It's pretty it's, bad what they're doing to her. It is terrible. Yeah, it and is. here you got this prince who's friends with a registered sex offender, okay, seen yeah. with him after he's convicted, seen all, and then we find out this weekend... Has he invited that Epstein to his daughter's That's not good. masquerade party yeah. for her 18th when you know there'll be probably 16? I mean, whoa. <laughs> that guy does need her. Uh, something's going to happen. Okay. Jeez. We missed you. All right. The Buckingham Palace <laughs> oh, had to, uh, you know, they had to release a statement that there was a phys- a verbal 
fisticuff, big row between Prince Andrew and a and a, a court. Yeah, actually. they had to acknowledge that it when happened. When was that? On sat. This all happened Saturday and Sunday, Jules. Anyway, I know we got to go. We got to go. I'll get back to Prince oh, Andrew's sure verbal dispute maybe later. We're going to get to some happy birthday music news. It's Tina Turner. She is 79 wow. years old today. She looks amazing, too. Amazing, amazing song. Pink is 40 today. Woo-hoo. Otis Redding was born on this day. Otis, yeah. my man. And Kelly Clarkson debuted her show just a couple hours ago on KSTP. Mm-hmm. I know. I can't, did you I, DVR it? I did. I can't wait because there's a bunch of new stuff starting today. Well, Kelly Clarkson is new in this market. The talk came back with Marie Osmond as the moderator. I'm pretty sure she's the moderator. Yeah. Um, uh, as Jason said on his show, I watched his TV show this morning because I was so disturbed that Access Hollywood had Mario Lopez on. Oh, I will watch it It was watch the it first then. day. I refuse. And so I'm like, I'm going to have to get my entertainment first for because I used to watch Access, then Jason. Now I'm going to watch Jason and maybe I'll watch Access Hollywood because Mario is just so. Smarmy. They didn't need him. <laughs> Kit like and him. Scott and Natalie were fine. They did. I do Jason and The View. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, but uh, Jason uh, was given the lowdown on, you know, that it was Kelly, but Tamron Hall not in this market. Nope. But all this stuff, and Jason said, and Sharon Osbourne debuting her new face, mm-hmm. which she told us she was getting back in May. She did. Apparently, that CBS, uh, somebody at CBS got the axe. Um, over the talk? Over, uh, I don't know if it was the entertainment division. I think it might have happened on Friday. I think it was Friday. the daytime. The, woman the daytime. Was the daytime programmer. Yes, because uh, the Young and the Restless and all, and Sarah Gilbert leaving, they're just saying, ah, Personally, I think, you know, Les Moonves, who knows what kind of rock blocking he was doing. Right. So she might just be paying the price for uh, maybe she protected Les in a lot of situations and she might be getting, who knows, but they're kind of blaming her for Sarah Gilbert leaving the Young and the Restless and whatever the other CBS is, the Bold and the Beautiful, maybe. Yeah, it is. On, so, well, and you're... In, but Kelly, they're saying she's going to have like a strong premiere, like her people that saw it, that got the screener said, it's really good. Well, and she she's did, got Wendy's old producer. Right, and she has Bill Geddes. Yes. Who created The View with uh, Barbara Walters. She is, she's just delightful. She did this montage last week, Lori, of working nine to five. That was how she kicked yeah. off the show. She's very cute. The, the and I think a lot of her stuff is taped because she was in on the Today Show today and the first hour and then she came back with Hoda and Meredith. Oh, yeah. And the 10 o'clock it hour. Is, it is, it is. Yeah, she tapes it ahead of time, which is great. I mean, because she's just. Sometimes it'll be taped maybe live or whatever. Live. But She has enough talent that she can sing she can dance she can act she's can get good guests yeah. i mean she's got the whole package and i was wondering when she was on with meredith if she would ask meredith to give her some advice but i probably thought that was probably not a good idea no 
Julia. Mm, would that be a little tacky? That would be very <laughs> shady. Yeah, I know your show failed, so how do I avoid I know, I loved her. I loved her. I, all right, so I watched something that you couldn't stop talking about. Well, finally, finally, The Hate You Give this weekend. Oh, mm. Wow. Powerful. Have you seen that movie, Donnie? I have. It's that. Yeah. It's for free right now if you have like HBO and some other channels. And the book is incredible. Yeah. That's As, what everyone said. And the book, people have said, is better than the movie. But if you haven't read the movie. You book, know, a 23 year old Angie Thomas wrote that book. Yeah. And uh, oh, it's my an amazing story. Gosh. And it, it, of course, is uh, it's, based, based on. You know, any number of people's experiences in in real life as far as, uh, you know, shooting, Mm -hmm. someone being shot by the police uh, for... Whatever the reason, it's a powerful, powerful. I told you, told me that book when I I read it. It just, I was like, this is like a catcher in the rye to kill a mockingbird, kind of eye opening because we have no idea what it's like to be poignantly honest and written from a a perspective that you very close to the, you know, the people that the story is about. Mm Because Angie was like twenty three when she wrote this book and i mean it was a new york times bestseller oh, for a long time so and young adult and i would think that you know maybe some schools might add it to their I curriculum would think so too it was so powerful yeah I just, good and the and the people in it mm-hmm. the actors that were in it mm-hmm. did that movie make its money back i don't know Lori. i feel, I feel like I it, it did but it kind of you know like a uh they never know how to market anything that's coming of age like casey got uh like half your family out in uh, California got Auntie Catherine with two friends to go see Peanut Butter Falcon. Did she love it? And then Julian and his, the nine year old and mm-hmm. Christina all went and saw Peanut Butter Falcon. Mm-hmm. So he got six people from his word of mouth to see that movie. And, uh, and it's just so good. My boys both want to see it. Yeah. And K- Casey's like, well, what? He said, how, what? What do I say it's about? I said, just shorten it up and just say it's a coming of age story about a boy with Down syndrome yep. who wants to make something happen, happen. Yep. And I said, that just says it all right there. You know, nothing without giving anything away, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think people know what when you say coming of age. Yes. It's, oh, yeah. it, it, to me, that to me was one of the. But they really, they really liked it. Yo, did everyone? Like, I everyone mean, how did. do you not like that movie? And, and the nine-year-old, there was oh. just one thing where they had to tell her it was one part wasn't true that that was just acting. Okay. 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 But, yes. But they, yeah, she wanted to see it. So good. So it they, says here the hate you give uh, cost twenty-three million to make, and it made thirty-five million. So right. it made it money back plus. Good. Yeah, good. It's right. really just a good movie. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Listen, we come back. Oh. Dear